0: University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is David Stouffer and I get to be the recruitment coordinator for the UMSOL College of Education. Each week on this podcast, we will meet an innovator in the field of education, We will spend some time getting to know them and learning about their work and how it can help you in yours. It is my sincere hope that this podcast will be a source of encouragement and support as you work to continue impacting lives as an educator. My guest today is Dr. Shannon Peoples. Dr. Peoples joined the Office of Precollegiate Student Services in 2003 and began serving as Director in 2018. She graduated with a B.S. in Business Administration with an emphasis in Marketing from Haristow State University and holds a Master's Degree in Public Policy Administration Certification in Nonprofit Management and Leadership and a Doctor of Education in Educational Practice from the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Dr. Peoples brings expertise in the area of program coordination, recruiting, and student services. She is a member of the Missouri Association for College Admissions Counseling, the National College Access Network, and the National Association of Student Personnel Administrators. Shannon serves on the Mocan St. Louis Graduates Professional Development Committee, the Post-Secondary Equity Network, and as the UMSL Women's Empowerment Network Chair. She is an active volunteer in various youth and community organizations structured to engage and encourage youth to seek post-secondary attainment. Welcome Shannon Peoples.
1: Thank you, happy to be here. Thank
0: you so much for being part of our podcast. I've always admired what your office does, uh, what you do, what Dr. Small and your team uh, do every day, and I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about about this, about what UMSL does and the w- great work you do today.
1: Well, thank you for including us.
0: Absolutely. It's about time. <laughs> um, let's start with your current role uh, as the director of the Office of Precollegiate Student Services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot involved in that role. Yeah. Uh, could you explain the basic responsibilities and your duties as director what what's involved in that responsibility
1: a whole lot but um, I've been here for going on 20 years and I have watched the program grow from just servicing, 50 to 100 students to now we work with over 4,000 plus students and families annually. So within that, there are about 12 programs that we have that many of them are housed and facilitated through our office. And then there's a couple partnerships, your program being one of them here on campus. And so my day to day is never the same, but it really focuses on just guiding the programming efforts coordinating all of the functions that are associated with um, our major flagship programs which are the bridge Pro- which is the bridge program so most people know our program as the bridge program um, and we have evolved into the office of Precollegiate student services because of all of the other programming opportunities that we offer so the bridge program is inclusive of the saturday academy summer academy Um, the Bridge to the ACT, and then our Middle School Academy. And so those uh, are all, the Middle School Academy, of course, is for middle school students, and that's something we were happy to be able to have in person this year following the pandemic. Um, We were grateful for the university helping us to support those efforts. And then the Saturday Academy and Summer Academy, those were part of the original staple programs in 1986. And so right now we're in the midst of the Saturday Academy, and that's for ninth through 12th grade students. And we have about 500 students here on campus. First two Saturdays of the month from October through March. We have a parent component as well, because like I always say, we as parents want to assume we know it all, but we don't. So (laughs) (laughs) our children will tell us that, uh, but it really is helping us to become advocates, um, not just for our students, but for our community. Um, And that's what it's all about is building up our community one person at a time, in whatever capacity that we can help.
0: So let, let's let's back up just a bit, uh, and, and, and I'm sure there's some people listening that don't know what the bridge program sure. is. So talk about just what is the bridge program to someone that's never heard of it before.
1: Absolutely, at the very basic level, the Bridge Program is a college prep program for high school students. Um, we extend to middle school students as well because we believe that early exposure is the key for helping our students to achieve, not uh, because we wanna take it from just being a dream. We want them to be able to achieve their post-secondary goals. And for some, that's going to a four-year university like UMSL. Uh, for others, it's starting at the community college. For others, it's going into a trade. Whatever that their goals are, that's what we're here to help them achieve. And so we provide classes, workshops, seminars, all free of charge. Everything we do, we do not charge our students to participate. And it is designed, again, to help them to achieve their college goals, or if it's a trade, whatever that looks like from them graduating from high school to college. And we do have 100% college grad—I mean, high school graduation rate and matriculation rate. So we're excited about that.
0: And how long has the Bridge program been around?
1: We are celebrating 37 years. Wow. Yes, this is our third. 37th Saturday Academy program.
0: So why, I'm sure the bridge program is very well known Mm -hmm. in in certain areas, and certain circles. Um, How widespread is the bridge program? How, How much of an impact is it having in the St. Louis community, the St. Charles community? How widespread is it?
1: Absolutely. So we work with over 150 plus high schools in the area, and that is inclusive of public private, um, home schools. And what we have found, it doesn't matter because so many people have had the misnomer that the bridge program is just for underrepresented or minority student populations and that couldn't be further from the truth. Our students come from all over. Um, every high school you can name, um, all the, the stretching from the metropolitan area, we have students that drive almost, almost an hour to get here. And so it's for everyone. Um, what we have found to be the greatest need for our students is support resources, helping to provide guidance on where they see themselves next in their lives. So we are for everyone. Mm-hmm. And we were excited during the pandemic when everything switched to virtual. Mm-hmm. We had students from China, Canada, Africa. It was it was amazing to see. And I wish we had the capacity to continue to be able to um, reach that far and wide. But right now, we will continue to stay focused on the metropolitan area.
0: Was Was the bridge program conceived and um, formed out of a recognition of a specific need, though, that students, some students weren't getting those opportunities and those students weren't getting the chance to go to college?
1: So it was formed by the first and only black African-American um, chancellor, Chancellor Marguerite Ross Barnett, um, and it was formed out of the need to early exposure. To students. And yes, there were some because it just started off in some of our most underserved popu- uh, school districts uh, Vashon, Beaumont. Um, University City Jennings, and so some of our sm- uh, school districts that were kind of bordering um, is who it started off with, and it quickly expanded um, because students are um, administrators from all districts figure our students need this information too. And while there's a lot of people that know about our program, there's still so many more um, that do not, and so. We work tirelessly. Uh, We have our coordinators in here that we go out to the schools, um, and our that's our biggest publication, uh, publicity rather, of how we let people know about our programs is going in hands-on, doing some of those workshops, doing some of those seminars um, about who we are and what services we provide. And while it's not for everyone because it really does require a commitment, a commitment to be here, a commitment to do the work, um, but for those that that do come and be a part of it we have seen it change their lives and we are just excited to have a small part in in this game called life
0: absolutely absolutely i'm sure you've had these conversations as well when when we in the college of ed have met with school districts especially in and around the communities that we serve here at here at Umsall. there is a, a great desire for exposure. You mentioned that Mm -hmm. word, exposure. Mm -hmm. How can we get our students on your campus? How can we get our students to experience what college is like so they can see it as something that they could actually do?
1: Absolutely. It
0: sounds like that's exactly what the bridge program is trying to do.
1: Yes. And so, as I said, we had some of our initial programs Um, But we have added on since then. We've always provided ACT workshops during the academies, but now we have included a week-long boot camp um, that we provide books and resources, and we have a um top-notch... facilitator that does those workshops for us um, that have helped our students raise their ACT scores uh, as much as 10 points. We do a spend the summer right program where we are really helping them to um, really have a polished essay, essays, uh, three is what we do with them, the most common common app essays. And so those are designed, again, we have some of the best and brightest students that come through our program, but most of the time we know that there are millions of scholarship dollars that are left on the table every day year. And most of the time it's because our students have not completed the application. So our goal has always been to remediate any barriers that stand in the way of them not only getting to college, but being able to pay for college and being able to thrive um, in wherever they choose to go. So we have added on those programs. We have college prep talks, Um, where those are all virtual workshops, and you can come from all over. Those are standalone things because everybody can't commit to a four-week academy. Everyone can't commit to a Saturday academy, but these are drop-in sessions where they, as well as their parents, can come in and get some of their questions answered about the college-going process. And then we were happy to be able to start providing dual enrollment opportunities again. Um, We did this many, many years ago, uh, but then funding you know, is always an issue. But we were excited to be able to um, offer those opportunities where students can take a college credit course free of charge um, each semester. And so we have students that have that will start college as sophomore um, because of the uh, opportunities they have with the dual enrollment program. Um, and we know that the cost of colleges uh, college um, is getting more and more expensive. And so um, we have seen students that have had to stop out because of financial reasons. So we, in our capacity, and we're, again, appreciative of the university support and as well as our donors. We have very generous donors that have helped us to be able to expand our programs um, to stop those barriers where students can graduate and be able to thrive. Um, And then we were happy. Your program is one of them. We have three partnerships here on campus that are designed to help students um, have some awareness in careers. Sometimes we think we have it in our mind what we may want to do or what a career may be all about. about, But until you have that experience, until you've been able to talk to someone in those fields, um, sometimes it's just a figment of our imagination, imagination. So helping them to understand what's there um and so we have the advocacy leadership program with the child advocacy studies um, that started this last year and then we have the eyes on diversity program with the college of optometry and then the future teacher leadership academy college vet yes college (laughs) of ed so we're excited that was a mouthful
0: what would for someone that's not involved at all or maybe they're hearing for this first time and they want to be in the bridge program what's the next step? What would they need to do to apply to become involved? Are there opportunities still available to them this year for them to get involved in?
1: Absolutely. Number one, visiting our website, bridge.umsol.edu I'll say it again, bridge.umsol.edu Or they can call us directly at 314-516-5196. And we can provide uh, some guidance on kind of what they can do in the here and now. Again, those Commit to Success workshops, those are those drop-in workshops where um, they can we can answer some of those questions, and then we do one-on-one college planning sessions as well. Um, And so there's a lot that we still try to do to support um, the community, even if they're not able to participate in these workshops. Um, We go out to schools, we get asked all the time to come and do college prep workshops or to attend a PTO meeting. So if you have opportunities at your school or opportunities at a community center, we are happy to come out and provide this, this information.
0: It's fantastic, it's truly, truly fantastic. Uh, What else? What else uh, is uh, the Office of Pre-College Student Services doing for students and getting them to college?
1: outside of all the programming, again, we um, provide scholarship opportunities. And so for our students that decide to come to the University of Missouri-St. Louis, while that's not the overarching goal, our goal is to get them to be able to go far and wide wherever they choose. But if they decide to come to UMSL, we have scholarship opportunities that are designated strictly for them. And we really work hard to make make sure they're that Tuition is not an issue. Um, we have a hands um, um, a trade-off process where we are sending them to the other academic support units so that when they get here, they don't feel alone. They feel right here at home because of the opportunities that they've had. And it does me great joy to see our students walking around on campus, thriving here on campus, coming back to work in our departments. Um, it really does uh, just remind us that we're doing the right thing um, and that we're in the right place in the right season of our lives. Wonderful.
0: I'm, I'm getting fired up just listening to you. This is so exciting. And, and I've known about the work you do um, from afar. Uh, and I'm so excited to be here at UMSL to be partnering with you with the Future Teacher Leadership Academy. The other things that we're doing to try to help out, but to listen to you talk and to hear your passion, mm-hmm. to hear your excitement about what you do is just amazing.
1: Um, and so our goal is to really just make sure that all students that would like to be a part of our programs, um, that they have the resources that they need, they have the support. Um, and I that's what continues to fuel the work that we do, is the fact that there are so many students that are, uh, whether it be lacking academically or just need some guidance and support. Um, and so that's something that's going to continue to drive what we do. Um, I'm thankful for Dr. Natasha Small, who is, she was the director prior to me, but she still oversees our student academic support services unit um, that fights tirelessly to make sure that we have the resources that we need. Um, And I have to give a shout out to the team here, Sadie, Kirsten, and Taylor, and then Kim, um, for working alongside me. I couldn't do it alone, of course, um, but they are a wonderful group of people to work with um, and Students see them in their schools, and so it makes it make it e- makes it easier for them to feel a part of what we're doing and want to uh, continue to come back year after year.
0: Awesome, um, you you brought a lot of notes, <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make sure you get a I chance just to, to
1: make share, sure
0: I was prepared. <laughs> share anything and everything about the work you do here. Is there anything else regarding? your role and the work you do. And I'm sure we could be here for two hours if we, if we kept going, but what else would you like to talk about? And the great things that uh, you and the team you just mentioned do for students, for communities um, here in St. Louis,
1: I would just, I would just say that we are here, um, and we will continue to do work that positively impacts lives and exposes them to all the possibilities that are available to them. Um, we will continue to assist our young people in living out their dreams, and we'll continue to be a resource to the parents as well. So we are thankful to be positioned right here in the heart of of St. Louis, uh, right in between the county and the city and be able to provide those services. Um, So that's all I have to say. That's
0: fantastic. So you're, uh, on a personal note, you're pursuing your doctorate in Heritage Leadership through the College of Ed? I
1: actually finished.
0: You finished. So now you are Dr. Peoples. Yes. Congratulations.
1: I appreciate it very much. It was a long time coming. (laughs) Um, And so I'm excited about, um, I have I received my master's here and my doctorate here, and so we have exceptional programs, but you already know that. So.
0: <laughs> I do. Yes, I'm very proud of the programs that we offer, and I'm very honored that you chose the College of Ed for your doctorate. You yes. could have gone any direction, and, yes. and you, you joined the College of Ed. So uh, what, what's next for you? Where, do you? where does your career go from here now that you're Dr. Peoples?
1: That's a great question. I don't have, the. what I can say is that I will continue to do meaningful and purposeful work. Um, I'm happy to, you know, we are thinking about ways that we can grow and help this program evolve. So for the foreseeable future, I see myself here continuing to do this great work that we do in the St. Louis community and being embedded in a part of the UMSL community.
0: Well, Dr. Peoples, um, fantastic having you on the UMSL College of Education podcast and so honored to be part of the work you do and part of a, a community that really supports the work you do and the impact you have. I would say 100% matriculation mm-hmm. is a pretty good statistic to uh, have.
1: It's hard work, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, because we have to stay after the students and stay mm-hmm. before them and their parents, but it's, it's rewarding.
0: Thanks so much for being yeah. here.
1: Thank you so much, David
0: i am honored that you chose to join me today for the university of missouri st louis college of education podcast i hope you'll join me next time till then i'm david Stoffer. thank you for the work you do never forget you are making a difference every day